Hello, and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Raziel, and this is a show where we get to talk about business, we get to talk about sports, and we get to talk about everything in between. Wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, you know what you're supposed to do. Tad, like, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, five-star review. You know what you're supposed to do at this point. You've probably been on those platforms for a while, so whatever you're going to do, we would appreciate it. Today, my incredible guest, Gretin Camacho, at I'm official Chica across social media, multimedia, personality, host, and digital creator. Let me throw my pinky up while I say that. Gretchen, how are you doing today? I'm good, Michael. How are you? I might have to hire you to be my spokesperson. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm, I love talking into a microphone. I love being on camera. It doesn't really get too much better than this, Gretchen. I'm very excited to get to talk to you about the brand building, esports, streaming, content creation working with brands, right? Brand ambassadorship, being an instructor, being a host. You do so, 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 so many different things. Yes. But the first question I have for everybody on the For the Love of Sports podcast is, why do you love sports so much? I feel for me personally, I've done sports all of my life, whether that was traditional sports or gaming, but I didn't start taking gaming seriously until later on when I realized that it was what I've always wanted to do. I just never really saw that there was an opportunity for it. But for me, the reason why I love sports so much is because I can be unapologetically me and it's entertaining, right? And you're able to touch so many lives and so many backgrounds and lives all at once. And so that's my, my main take as to why I love sports. I love that. So where, where does that come from? Is that a cultural thing? Is that something you grew up with? I mean, we're going to get into your story a little bit, but I'm okay. kind of curious, like, what is it about you that you've always liked to help other people? Um, I think it was always instilled in me as like growing up, like my parents always said, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated, always do good in this world and help others. And my dad, I spoke about this recently with, with some colleagues, but my, my dad is in the military. And so him being in the military and coming back home whenever he had the opportunity we always played video games, worked on cars. We always watched sports. It was kind of like our way of bonding. And I really have to thank him for, you know, opening up those doors to me and letting me realize that it's not just a, a guy's sport. It's not just a guy's game. And so that's a main, my parents are a big influence as to who I am now and also my background and what like has shaped me um, and my brand actually. I love that. I love it. So obviously, you know, talking about video games, what I mean, asking what your favorite video game in the world is like kind of a weird, boring question, right? What's that first one that you actually beat all the way through, finished it, you kind of stood up, you were so excited for me, just to give you a little context was Donkey Kong one Donkey on Kong. the Super <laughs> Nintendo. That was the first game I ever beat. It was incredible. I remember it like yesterday. What is the first game that you ever fully beat all the way through? I listen, there's so many that come to mind, but I will say one of my biggest flex and I say flex because a lot of people don't know this, but I used to play a lot of RuneScape and World of Warcraft accounts. Whoa, okay. Yeah, I there you go. I actually build them up and sell them to people when I was younger. Awesome. <laughs> like my little side hustle. My parents recently just found out about this and they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah. So you know how kids sold chocolate bars and popcorn? I was selling World of Warcraft accounts. And so That's for incredible. me, my biggest flex is having like, a lot of like my master prestige stuff like the capes and like the rare party hats and all of that in runescape and also like in world of warcraft good for you that is a freaking <laughs> hustle man i love that i mean i gotta ask and you don't have to tell us but what is a what does a world of warcraft account go for like how, how much money it, does somebody I know, actually pay obviously you? i you know that obviously fluctuates now yes. but i mean before i was like Wait, are you still doing this no, 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 no. Oh my gosh. I was going to say, good for <laughs> no, you. No, no, you have, have just kept it I don't going. have the time. 
Um, no. So like when I was younger, you know, like even just seeing like, or obviously as an adult, I'm like, okay, that obviously wasn't a lot of money, but it would be like several hundred dollars. You know, some of these kids wouldn't have the time to to level them up. And it's all about uh, the flex, right? And the grind and who bragging rights. And so like, I noticed that very quickly. And so I was like, well, you know, I have time and I play game video games all the time after, you know, after school or whenever I get the chance. So why not? make something out of it that is brilliant <laughs> see you were an entrepreneur from the beginning you just didn't even know i think that didn't is even know it absolutely fantastic good for you Brad. <laughs> so uh your story is an interesting one when you and i spoke shout out to alex sinatra who put us in contact go yes. listen to alex's episode alex if you're great. listening she was amazing she was amazing on the show i'm sure she's even more amazing in in real life i just unfortunately haven't had the chance to shake her hand yet but she said i have a really cool friend and i think you should talk to her because i think her story resonate well with your audience and i said awesome that sounds great she says she's in esports and gaming and all this stuff I said that's even better but then i spoke to you and found out a little bit more about your backstory which is very unique to say the least right very so, non-traditional path <laughs> you at what like 24 25 you were working in a doctor's office mm -hmm. preparing to become a doctor md right? Not, not PhD, not like you just went to college forever. You were working to become an MD and decided, Hey, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to stream video games on the internet. <laughs> when you say it like that, I'm sorry. I no, apologize. That's exactly how I said it to my parents. And that's why I'm laughing. Oh no! <laughs> I, when every time I talk about this, I just think about my parents' reaction when I came to them with this little notepad that I had like a little sparkly notepad that I had and I wrote down what made me happy. And I just looked at them and I was like, Hey guys, I don't want to be a doctor anymore. <laughs> it's just the look on their face. They're like, huh? Cause you know, it was always instilled. Like, you know, as the oldest daughter, you're supposed to go get the college degree and have a better life than we had. And we provided these opportunities, you know, go to college, get your, get your, you know, master's, your doctorate, become a lawyer, doctor, lawyer, see, business executive, you know, right? You know, you know what I mean? Three, yeah. so, um, but luckily, my parents are super supportive. They're my biggest fans. Like I mentioned in every podcast or interview that I talk about, my parents are known as Mama and Papa Chico. So my audience knows them. They say hi to them. They're actually more excited to see them on the chat more than Love they it. are me, I feel like. But um, it was definitely one of those things where I had like a midlife crisis in my 20s. I'm 27 now. We call that a quarter life crisis. If quarter life crisis. I had one of those too. So you're doing great. Don't worry. We're all on yeah, that. Yeah. And We're I feel like, that. I don't know, we put so much pressure on kids and growing up. To, you know, like you need to know what you want to do and all of that, that people don't have the time to really sit back and kind of figure out who they are. And there's still parts of me that I'm still figuring out, like who I am and what I really want out of life. And I'm 27. And then we're we're imposing and putting all this pressure on the young kids like you need to go to school for this. You need to follow this specific track. And I'm here to tell people like that's not even the case. Right. Maybe college isn't for you. And I'm not saying don't go to call. Like I'm not like a hard like don't go to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't stop. Don't stop growing and learning and trying different avenues and expanding um, into things that you think might be of interest or that you might have a passion. Maybe you can convert that passion into business. Right. And so that's kind of where I was, where I was like, you know what? Not happy about what I'm doing. More specifically, I don't know, like it wasn't tickling my creative side. And that's what really made me sit down with my notepad and write everything that made me happy, whether it was in front of the camera, modeling, acting, recording my gameplay and sharing it with my friends. I've always been a gamer, but I never really knew specifically what I could do with it. And once I actually delved into it and I did my research and I looked at what was missing in the industry, that's when I decided to create official Chica Gaming. And I literally started from scratch. And a year now, like you've seen my media kit a year now, I've been able to work with amazing brands and hopefully, you know, continue forth on that path to continue making that change.
I love it. I think it's fantastic. And and I completely agree with you, right? Like the, the older I get and I turn 30 in November, so a little over a month and it's actually not nearly as scary as it was like even like five, six years ago. Now it's like, whatever, yeah. it's not a big deal. Nothing really changes. I promise you that you're actually just kind of get more wise, right? Like I become, I realize that there is much less that I know. And the more I seek out the information, the, the, the happier I become, right? Because it's one of those yeah. things that it's, it's so silly to me. I, even at 18, I was like, well, so I'm supposed to figure out what I want to do for the rest of my life. And like, I, I'm not even allowed to buy like alcohol yet. Like, what yeah, are we doing here? Like, and then for me, I graduated high school when I was 17 and graduated with my bachelor's at 20, both my bachelor's at 20. So it's like, yo, at 20, I couldn't even buy alcohol or right. celebrate my graduation, you know, like other people were celebrating. So it's one of those things. And I jumped right into neuroscience and neurophysiology and trying to figure out like, okay, I love this, but what do I do with it? And then jumping right into my master's and then my, you know, my AUD. And it's, it was just too much. And I didn't really have the time to sit down and go, okay, what is it that you really want? And what is it that you really like? And what can you do about it? Because for me, I was always school, school, school and work, work simultaneously, sometimes holding multiple jobs and going to school while I was in grad school. Um, you know, I didn't want to get stuck with a, a lot of debt or I didn't want to put so much pressure on my parents. You know, luckily I had scholarships and things like that. But majority of the time, some of these kids that, you know, are generally going to school and working multiple jobs and they don't really have a time to sit down, relax and just kind of think about what they really want, because then they're also doing their social things. You know, college is very social you know, you want to be involved and feel included. And you're, it's a journey of you finding out like who you really are. So I'm, I'm, that's basically, if you hear anything from this podcast, it's the one thing I want to tell you is don't, if you're young, don't feel like you have to know and have every single answer right now. Cause I'm 27 years old and I literally started my brand a year ago. And even then I'm still like building and learning. And it's a, a growing process. And what I tell people is when you stop learning and growing or wanting to expand, outside of what you're currently doing, that's when you become stagnant and complacent and you never want to do that. So I cannot, uh, I love Thanks it. That was a sweet saying. rant. I, that's totally getting clipped and getting sent to you. Don't <laughs> worry. That was a sweet rant, but no, I mean, it, you know, it, it's, it's funny. I always, I don't always go back to it, but uh, object in motion stays in motion. Object at rest stays at rest, right? Like if you yes. continue to learn and expand, you're going to find out what you love, right? I hated my job and I spent a lot of time doing it. And then I realized like none of this makes me happy. What's the one thing in the world that I wake up, sleep, eat, breathe, and go to sleep? And it's sports. It's hundred percent. Your mental sports. health, your mental health has got so much better. I would, I would assume, right? Because that's Absolutely. how I felt whenever I wake up. I didn't up, hate my job. I didn't hate I ten hours of my day anymore. Twenty four hours in a row, right? and I'd be, I'm still super happy. Whereas, like, even just the eight hours of sitting in that office doing plastic surgery and like the, my sales and whatever I was doing and my consulting, I was just like. I wasn't happy. I wasn't. And then with this, I'm like, oh my God, I feel so much more relieved. Like I can wake up and literally do this every single day and see that what I'm doing is actually making an impact aside from just providing the entertainment aspect, obviously, that which is a fun, huge though. part of it. That's a fun, that's a fun, that's even more fun in some yeah. cases, right? That's, I love doing that. And that's like this, I don't get paid to do this show. I just do it for fun. It's fun. To, yeah. yeah. We're having some sort of audience figure it out. I'm getting in front of people. I'm having really cool guests like yourself on, but go check out if you're listening, if you're on YouTube, wherever, go check out. I've had some really, really cool guests on recently, but it's just one of those things. I do this for fun. This is my creative outlet, right? And I love my job. I love this. I love my wife. Like it doesn't get, I mean. Every day I'm happy. Am I happy every second of every day? No, but every single day I'm happy. And I think that's really important for people to understand because if you're not and you're 25, like that was the, the, the I, I was like, so I hate this now. 
the only thing that's going to change is I'm going to make more money. But I have already known like my entire life, like as long as I have enough, I'm not like I don't need yachts and mansions and shit. Like I just need yeah. enough to get like, can I buy like a like a steak at dinner? Like that's all I need. Like if that, <laughs> then I'm cool. So like the money that it was, it would have been nice, I'm sure. But it wouldn't yeah. have done nearly enough for me to consider it happy. And I'm very grateful that I figured that out. I'm grateful that you figured that out, too. And I mean, honestly, you've peaked, though. You've come on this show. So you're pretty much at the highest point you'll ever get to. So hopefully I will, I'll be adding this to my media kit. I was going to say, yes, notch in <laughs> your mean, belt. Right I, I've now. already told my editors I have room for, for you on that media kit. I, Don't love, you worry. I love it. So I want to go back to the decision. Ooh, like you and LeBron, you're like one and one, right? So I want to <laughs> go back to the decision a little bit. And I guess, you know, hey, I a lot of people out there listening, a lot of people just in general know that they're not happy. But then they look at their bills and they look at their mortgage or they look at the fact that they want to get married soon and they realize like, well, if I just kind of let my income go, this is going to be a huge problem. And then they, you know, you brought up the social time, right? And like, if you want to start a side hustle, it's going to take up a lot of time. But like, I really love seeing my friends and family. I can't blame anyone. I love seeing my friends and family. How did you come to the conclusion? How did you come to the decision to finally say, you know what? None of that is worth it. I need to see what happens and just say, screw it let's do this. And how did you personally, how long did that decision make? And how did you personally come to that decision? Literally when I went home that day and I wrote everything I'm down in my notepad. And I remember going upstairs and be like, mom and dad, I got to tell y'all something. <laughs> they were just like, uh, oh, no. and I'm like, no, 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 wait, don't worry. I'm not pregnant. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> I, yeah. I, gave them a, I didn't I gave even think that. Okay. <laughs> no, I gave them a scare. And I was just like, no, like I, I want to do, this is what I want to do. And they were like, well, we, we so fully support were you, you. Were you doing this before? Were you kind of dabbling in no, this? No, Michael, you... I had no social media whatsoever aside from maybe a, I had my LinkedIn, obviously for business purposes. Easy. But yeah, and maybe a Snapchat a long time ago that I would just send, you know, pictures with like funny filters to my girlfriends. Like Those were fun. Yeah. I Remember did, the yeah. dog filter? Remember the dog that? Filter. Those yeah, that was the epic one. That's Those like what they're known for. So um, that was about it. So whenever I decided to do this, I was like, crap, I need to do my research, right? And what was scary for me is that when I went on Google and I'm very transparent about this, when I went on Google and I put gaming and esports, I was just like, are there any women or people that look like me in this space? Am I in way over my head? I'm confused. And so then that's when I realized I was like, well, let me just start with streaming. Let me build up my socials. And it was like a work in progress. Right. And I usually tell people is just start somewhere. And as you are building your brand, you'll figure out what works and what doesn't work for me. I did a rebrand literally within two months of when I initially launched my brand because I realized that who I was impacting was not just people in gaming and esports, but outside of gaming and esports at that point, because I was doing a charity for breast cancer. And awesome. then I realized that I was getting reached out to by NFL alumni, you know, there's Astro Gaming, Subnation. Hey, we would like to feature you here. And I'm like, oh my God, like my brand is now like reaching people outside of just the entertainment of like gaming and esports and the young audience. Like I need to rebrand. And I just literally just, as I, I started learning, I started building and then I surrounded myself and, and had people in your corner that, that want to see you advance and succeed in the space. Right. So like people like Alex, I have, you know, this amazing guy named uh, Perrin and him and I, we talk like almost every day and I tell him like, Hey, this is what's going on. And he's like, well, you know, X, Y, and Z, like we talk about it. So definitely find people in your corner, whether that's your parents, a mentor, someone that is passionate about gaming, right? That even just having those people in your, in your life really does help because this, this business, 
this industry is very cutthroat, just like any entertainment, media, sports industry. You know how it goes. It's very cutthroat. And then when you are someone like myself who is a woman and who's young and comes from a different background, it brings even more pressure because you have to work 10 times harder than anybody else in the room, it feels like. And so for me, not having the social media, not having the backing of a huge org, huge agency, like everything that I have done, I've done it by myself. Like I am my own agent. Right. So what I told people is when people ask me, so Chica, how did you start? I was like, I started somewhere and you'll figure it out as you go. For me, it was just streaming at first. And now here I am. I'm hosting events. You know, I'm able to commentate. I do interviews. I do digital creation for other brands. I'm an influencer of sorts. I help people. No, not of image. sorts. Get out of here. Just <laughs> okay, you, I personally can't stand the term, but because you are an influencer, I, I don't know. want to tell you that. I can't either. Yeah, I and then, you know, there's, there's, you know, I built, I help other players and other people who are wanting to come into the space who are just as lost, like how I was just start somewhere. What is it that you're passionate about? What does that mission look like to you? What are you, what are your values? What do you want you, your brand to represent and who is your audience? What is your aim? So like those type of things is what I'm doing now. But at first I was, I didn't know. Right. But it's literally just starting somewhere. I mean, I, even just learning social media as a whole, Michael was like, <laughs> no, was thanks. Confusing. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, no, thanks. I, uh, social media is, uh, it's, it's great. And it's also the worst all at the same time. So it's one of those things that it's your job essentially, yeah. right? It's part of a job. Yeah. So it's something that you need to do. I, um, so I want to add one thing to what you said about people starting, yeah. right? Start whatever, like just first start somewhere but start immediately just oh yeah cares? as you said you couldn't you could change like no one's gonna be like i remember like three years ago when you changed your brand so i don't like no one's it's gonna so do silly. that i mean For even coca-cola yeah. coca over the years have changed um yeah, if you look at nike nike if has you don't changed. change again yeah. object in motion stays in motion object of rest stays at rest exactly. if you're not changing you're you're stagnant so you mm -hmm. have to start somewhere so just start but one thing that really helped me out when starting to create content like this. And again, I have changed the way I create content over the last few years, right? The um, the best information I got, I was listening to a Tim Ferriss podcast. Can't remember who the guest was, but the guest said, how many people are on planet Earth? I can't remember the number that Tim gave. I think he was way off, but it doesn't matter. Okay, how many people live in America? I think that number is close to like 350 to 400 million. Perfect. How many people do you think like exactly what you think? I don't know, 50,000, right? If you take 400 million, bring it down to 50,000, that number is not very big. If you can motivate 50,000 people to do something, you're going to be extremely successful in whatever you do. So literally create content for yourself. Create content that you would say, I want to listen to that. I want to read that. I want to I want to watch that, whatever that is. Something that you're that, proud of. Exactly. You have to create the content that you would like because there are 50,000 people somewhere out there that will like to the 99th percentile what you like. You just have to find, you just have to then get in front of them. Now that's kind of the more difficult part, but the creation part, just do what you want. It's more fun. Yeah, I tell people, what is the kind of legacy that you hope to leave behind? And then think about that and then how you can incorporate that into your brand. So for me, for instance, it was, you know, inspiring the younger generation or underrepresented communities to show them like, hey, there is room for you in this industry. And these are the different opportunities that you can have, whether you want to go on the academia side. Lawyer, great. You're no longer happy at that law firm. We need lawyers in the gaming and esports industry. You know what I mean? Like, showing people that there is opportunities and it's really what you can create um, in this business, right? What you can come up with your brand and how you can impact so many other people in lives. Like I, when I started, like I said, I started with just streaming and I, I didn't know 
that I would be impacting so many people and working with so many brands, but I knew that I didn't want to put myself in a bubble and that's why I expanded. And I think that's very important to people to know that if you want to be a content creator in gaming and esports, it's very important that you try different avenues, right? Don't just stay stagnant with just streaming. See what else you can do to build that so you can bring that audience from, you know, um, Instagram or YouTube and bring that audience over to your Twitch, for instance. So I always tell people, just start somewhere, right? The more you think about it, there's going to be 10 million other people like streaming. And there's so it's a very saturated space. So at some point, it's best that you just start like today, like as you're listening to this, just start today. <laughs> yep. Sign up for account, start something, get a, I mean, this microphone, I get compliments on this microphone all the time. I don't know what it is. It's like a 30, $40 microphone, maybe like 60 from Amazon. So it's really not that expensive. Uh, streaming. I mean, to stream on Twitch, I'm pretty sure stop me if I'm wrong, but it's free, right? Like you just need yeah. a laptop camera. So, uh, there's very, very See, low. And then there's people that don't stream with their camera on. They just start without their camera and go from there. It's called the radio, right? Remember yeah. that thing? Terrestrial radio. It's radio. It's coming back. <laughs> What's um, that? <laughs> no, I think, I think it's really important again, just like, just see what happens. It's fun. Like I love doing this. I'm trying book multiple guests a week just to have conversations with people. And even to the, your point, as you're talking about, um, streaming our uh, esports and gaming right isn't like the most popular channel or whatever on twitch just just chatting like it's just people just chatting just, just chatting literally and yeah. like millions of people are con watching those channels all the time so it's it's you know it's just figuring it out what you like to do and just get it out there because you'll learn along the way what you should do more what you should do less it's really not that difficult you learn as you go and yeah. so i'm kind of curious you've seemed extremely calculated and as you said, you did a lot of research when it came to starting branding, rebranding where, I mean, again, you said neuro at some point to me, that means brains. So you're going to be like a brain <laughs> surgeon or something. So very yeah. clearly, you know what you're doing. You're, you're kind of smart uh, to say the least when it comes to a lot of this stuff. So I'm kind of curious, like how, how do you, again, starting the content creation, that's great. How do you then get to the next level let's call it where it's like okay now this is the specific brand i want to build and you can say whatever the hell you want to say but that doesn't mean anything as you know it's it's the actions that you take so yeah. how did you figure out exactly what you wanted that brand to be and then were able to execute upon that mission that vision those values that you were looking for yeah so just with any research that you do whether it's on the academic side or research about a brand or let's say you want to join a company treat it as like you joining a job, right? Or you want to join that company. So you do your research on the company, right? What kind of, what kind of initiatives do they have? What kind of projects have they done? What do these projects look like? What are the brand integrations of those projects? So I looked at, okay, there's 45% of women or gamers that identify as women, right? Now, what are these women doing? Or in general, what is the population of the gaming community doing, right? They're streaming. Okay. And now these women, are they holding jobs in esports and gaming? Okay, great. That number goes significantly down to 20, 22%. And then I started looking, okay, well, what about like Hispanics, Latinos, Black creators? And then that number goes even further down. And I was just like, huh, well, that's not okay. <laughs> huh? And so then I started realizing, okay, well, let me see what they're doing to build their brand, right? And a lot of them had like initiatives for their DEI initiatives, or they collaborated with other creators. Sounds like that kind of gave me an idea. But essentially, it's whenever I created my brand, I wanted to be treated as a legit person. Here's my brand, right? Because it's a very, very saturated space. And here's this girl who never had social media, who literally just built her Instagram profile two months ago, 
trying to, yeah, trying to get like, you know, which is a work in itself, trying to get these brand partnerships or these collaborations. So I was like, okay, I'm going to treat it as I would treat it when I was working in the plastic surgery industry. I would have all of my documentation there. I would have all of my statistics. I would have everything that I can bring to the table, how I could, you know, basically increase brand awareness or bring a different demographic to the table. So like I knew that I checked a lot of these like check marks on people's lists whenever I would have these conversations, but it's about how you market yourself and who it is you're speaking to. And so for me, I just did my research, look at what everybody else was doing, whether it was women in the industry or bigger creators. And I kind of made it my own because the most important part is sticking to what is true, what you believe, because for example, um, I use this example before, but Ninja, he's a very known creator, right? You know who Ninja is. I've seen people that try to emulate Ninja. You know, they wear the headband. They have like the same style type cool of hair. like logo, cool hair. And it's like, you know, that works for him because that's him, mm-hmm. right? What, by all means, if you want your hair to be pink, I love it. I, I'm Rock all about roll. people with pink hair and, and funny colors and fun colors. But like what? Who are you and what can you bring to the table without copying anybody else or exactly copy paste? And I always tell people that an original is worth more than a copy. And I even told Alex this when her and I had a conversation, original is worth more than a copy. So when you're doing your research, it's okay to look at the different ideas and like, you know, maybe use that as a way to expand or inspiration, but bring you to the table. Cause that's at the end of the day, all you have is you. And that's the people that, you are the person that people are going to come and see on Twitch every night when you turn on your camera, right? It's not ninja, right? So that's what I normally tell people is just stay true to yourself, do your research and literally just start somewhere because that's what I did. And initially I knew that I wanted to entertain people because gaming is entertaining. Esports is entertaining, but like you need everybody that is on Twitch right now, bring some type or form of entertainment. That's why they have viewers. Those viewers, like you said, those 50,000 people go and see them for that reason, because they find that person entertaining. I may not find them entertaining, but they found their niche. They found their audience. And that is the important part is finding out who it is you can impact and how you can stay true to yourself and your brand while also, you know, expanding on collaborating with other brands and, and other creators. I hope that answered the question. I it did. No, it did. And I have a really great follow-up question in my opinion. Um, how, one thing that people, and I speak to again, I go, I actually spoke at my alma mater Rutgers today to a, a class in the sports marketing, because I, nice. I really want to help people try and get jobs in this industry because I love it so much. And so one thing that people, again, going back to the creation process, right? That first podcast I did only had like six people listen. Oh, dude, I go back to my stuff before and I'm like, cringe. So (laughs) like nobody, nobody really, you you can't, you can't start at a thousand. Again, you're not starting with this big organization. You're not starting with all these partnerships, yada, yada, yada. You started from the literal zero. I at least had an Instagram account. (laughs) Like my friends knew who I was at that point, right? So I'm kind of curious in the beginning, especially, and hopefully, you know, people listening will, will resonate with this question you're gonna be super gung-ho and this all sounds great and they're gonna do it and then then the first one's like whatever only three people watch the next one's gonna get a thousand and then the next one gets two people to watch and you're like oh no we're going backwards like what's the problem here how did you then get over that initial hump of only a few people seeing it only a few people seeing it okay do i have to change something like no sticking to your guns like how did you you work that initial level of Oh God. Oh God. What did I do? I'm doing the right thing. What am I doing? Why did I yeah. do this? I will, like I mentioned before, I'm, I 
left something very secure, right? I was in an industry that's thriving, right? Where I would show up, I would get a, you know, I knew my patient, my the number of patients that were coming in, I knew that I was going to get a paycheck and my bonus and my commissions, whatever. Like I knew that I was doing well in that industry to then come to something that's ever so changing, that is very uh, flippy floppy, as I would uh, say, perfect you know? terminology. Yes, like, I love that. It's it's ever so changing. Where like at some point, I might have 100, 200, 500 viewers, and then it drops down, and I'm like, oh. and it, at first it was scary just to even put myself out there because again, I didn't have social media, and I literally had these people telling me like, oh hey chica, this is how you do it. Even my first stream, Michael, I had this really bad. It, my first stream was a birthday stream. On top of that, right? Happy birthday. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it was a birthday stream, and my my audio was bad and my, you know, people kept coming in and out of the stream and saying, Hey, your audio is bad. And I'm like, crap, like, I don't know what to do, but people stuck around and I fixed it and I learned from it. And I think that's the most important part is you learn from it. Um, and don't get discouraged because everyone starts somewhere. Everybody's journey is different. My journey is obviously going to be different than a lot of our viewers because some of them have had social media for a very long time. So I legitimately started from zero. My first followers were like my mom and my dad. And even then, they had to create Instagram accounts because they didn't have Instagram accounts. You know what I mean? So like my first followers were my closest friends or uh, family members. And then from there, people saw the impact I was making or they liked my content and my content varied at first. You know, I didn't really know what I wanted to, to put out there. And now, yes, I'm providing the entertainment, but now I'm also in academia and people like to see that side of how they can get integrated into, into esports and gaming through academia and learning skills. And and now I have a better understanding, but at first it was so like, it was so scary because I had no idea what I was doing. So yes. if you have social media, then you're at least a step ahead from me where I was when I first started a year ago, because I had no idea what I was doing. But I think it's just getting over that initial fear and knowing that no one else is going to open that door for you and you have to do it yourself. It's very seldom where you have someone that comes up to you and you go, hey, I have an opportunity for you. Because at the end of the day, no one cares. And that's the reality of it. And I hate to say it that way, but no one cares. And so you have to be the one to take that step and build something for yourself if you want to do well, even in any aspect of, of life, right? Um, so I think that's that's basically how I started, where I knew I was like, well, no one's going to care whether or not I start today, don't do well. Like I have to start somewhere and, you know, eventually I'll have good people in my corner that can that I can go to. But right now it's just me and what I want to build this brand and I'm just going to start somewhere. And if it fails, then I can at least say I tried and I found different ways in which it did not work. And then I can try again. That is the key, right? You it have to understand. <laughs> it, did, it did. I was also going to say, if you haven't like tag, like um, trademarked, start somewhere. I, I really think you should just, just by the way. Yeah. Put, put like the trademark and the patent pending in on that guy. Cause <laughs> you say it every once in a while. I don't know if you noticed, but no, um, I did not. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. See, it works. You're good. You're good. Um, but no, it, and I think it's it's really important for people to understand that because, right, like the first few podcasts I did sucked. Like they were bad too, right? Like not only did people not listen, I also had no idea what I was doing. But over time, I've gotten better. I've you went out back and looked at those, right? And you kind of figured out Whoa. what worked and didn't work, right? Yeah. Well, I, I over time, like I haven't listened to those first ones in a while. 
because I really don't want to because again, they were bad. Like, why am I going to waste an hour of my yeah. time to see how terrible it was? But over time, I would listen. I would understand. I would ask guests. I would always ask for feedback at the end of this. I can guarantee you it's not going to be live, but I'm going to ask for some feedback. So watch out. But hope you're taking notes. Um, but no, in sincerity, like ask the audience what they like, what they don't like. Ask your friends that, you know, listen what they like and don't like. Exactly. And just try and get an understanding. And then I love having people like you on or journalists or, uh, you know, people that are, are constantly in front of a camera because, they always give the best feedback because they're doing it too, right? It's not just yep. some guy in like business intelligence somewhere at some company. He's like, I don't know. You were great. Thanks, man. I, everyone likes a pat in the back every once in a while, but good feedback is always helpful and really just understanding and figuring out questions and having certain things lined up and just having enough conversations for me that it, it, uh, like it starts I said, to I get... look back at my old stuff and I'm just like, ew, yeah, why did I even choose that background for that graphic? Or why did I have even my logo? When I first started my logo, like even looking at now, I'm like, Fringe. Okay. I was like, why did I pick this logo? And it was because I thought it resonated with the gaming community. And now that I have expanded, I'm like, okay, now I feel so much better about my current logo and branding. But even then, like I can go back and I have saved some of these I've archived on Love Instagram. It. But I, I go back to them and I go, whenever I feel like that moment where I'm like, ah, am I doing enough? Like, you know, those moments, because we all go through those moments where it's like, Maybe you don't feel like you're you're doing enough in the space or you're not growing fast enough. And it, it's moments where like when I, for example, when I work on my media kit, or when I go back to my first videos, my first interviews, those first set of questions when I would ask in an interview or when I'm hosting and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've come a long way. I've come a long way and don't be so hard on yourself. And I think and when you're in front of the camera all the time doing content creation and everyone's putting out content and it's literally like a race for who does it first and who's innovative first and who gets the partnership, you know, it's, it's a lot of pressure and taking those moments to kind of reflect back on the work that you've done and how you've improved is very important. And I do that every week. Towards the end of the week, I look at what I have put out for content or, you know, networking, whatever. And I go back to how I could have improved or what can I do to make it better? If a certain video didn't perform well, what can I do to make it better? Was it the graphic? Was it that I posted it at the wrong time? Was it that I didn't market it well enough? So it's always taking those moments to not just obviously don't focus so much on the negative, but take those moments to kind of give yourself a pat on the back. And I wish more, more creators would do that because I see the conversations on Twitter. I see the conversations on these platforms that I'm on where creators feel so discouraged because they're not seeing those numbers or they're not getting the results fast enough or, you know, they're not getting the audience attention that they would have hoped for. And it's give yourself credit for the things that you are doing right. Don't focus so much on the negative and just build on it. Love it. Be po I'm always positive. I always try yeah. and be positive. There's no reason in being negative. It gets you nowhere, right? Like it, yeah. all it does is take up time and get you nowhere. So try and be positive as much as you can um, because it's helped me. It seems like it helps you. And as you said, you can be positive about the things you need to do better, right? Like that's, yeah. it's also, it's like, Hey, like if I did this better, man, this could have been a lot. Like, let's try it next time. Like, that's awesome. Exactly. It's got a little positive spin to it. So uh, one thing, so a couple of things I want to talk about, right? There's those brand partnerships that you brought up. So that's very interesting to me. There's also the, um, the expansion of, of yourself and what you do right now, host instructor, you're talking about being in academia. It's your brand ambassador. Like you're all over the place now in a good way. How, how, again, I'm very positive that these were cold, calculated steps on your part. Which ones came first and and why did you start to, I guess, kind of, you know, walk your way out into not just, hey, I'm not just gaming and esports and, and streaming. Like, 
I do a lot of different things. I mean, you did a painting stream the other night, didn't you? Right. Like, that's awesome. I love Bob Ross. Don't get me wrong. But like, how did you how did you start to see like, OK, these are some of the things I need to do. And then how did you decide where to go next? Um, So I started mainly working with smaller brands, so to speak, or collegiate, the collegiate sector. I I, I see a big push for collegiate esports now. And I'm like smiling now because it's like, yeah, I started I saw that like last year. Right. Um, I saw I saw the interest in like the, the capabilities of what comes in collegiate esports. So I started, you know, hey, do you guys need someone to do a hosting or an interview? Or, hey, I'm working with this other brand. Um, maybe I can introduce you guys it's all about networking, and introducing mm -hmm. people. I always do a very good job at connecting people in the space. And I think that's very important is to help each other out. We're all in here to to obviously um, make the space a, a better space. And the reason why I say that is because unlike traditional sports, esports is still being built upon. There's no direct pipeline, right? As far as like, what does the college esports program look like? Do you get credits for, you know, attending your esport classes in high school? And does that transfer on to collegiate? Or how do you get scouted? You know, there's pipelines being built, but everything is still so very fresh and new. So I knew that I wanted to start somewhere that was familiar to me, which was academia. And which, so I started with, you know, building on, establishing those connections in the in the collegiate esports place um and from there you know people would have introduced me to other brands like oh hey we know this person who you know they would love to to chat with you and i'm like oh, okay perfect yeah i would love to set up a meeting with them or just even the content that i've been posting will attract that attention from people and we'll start a communication we'll start a conversation somewhere and you know if if they like what but I have to say, we'll collaborate. If not, then, hey, I have someone who might fit what you're looking for and go from there. And it's just building relationships. I think building networking relationships and business relationships is very important in this space. As big as the esports scene looks like or gaming esports, it's still so very small at the same time. Um, from what I know, I'm the only Gretchen Camacho in this space. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but like the only official chica in this space. So it's one of those things where, you know, make sure you leave a good impression and um, that you are navigating in the space correctly because it's still such a small space. And those opportunities that you are having now might trickle onto having more partnerships or brand integrations later on. But essentially, I started with academia, which is something that's familiar to me because I spent all of my life pretty much in school. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you uh, you spent a lot of time there trying to become yeah, a doctor. And so, just um... building from there. You know, I didn't realize my capability until I had those initial opportunities. And I realized I'm like, huh, Fredden, why are you doubting yourself? You bring so much more to the table. You're much more than the person in front of the camera that can entertain, right? So that's that's kind of where I'm at. And now I'm like teaching, for example, um, nationally with Esports Scholar, which is Boston based. But we've been teaching or I've been teaching classes along with some other colleagues in the East Coast, West Coast. You know, we have people in the Midwest area taking these classes and I've actually been teaching them about brand integration or how to build their brand. What does that look like? So it's, it's, been, a, it's been a fun experience. I yeah. want to be a part time professor. Like that's one of my goals. It's, I read every morning because I think I have the personality for it. Yes. I, I'm hilarious. First off, let's start with that. Um, but no, I think it would just be kind of fun. Just like mess around with 20 year olds. Just be like, don't be dumb. Like, what are you fucking oh, yeah. doing? Like, it, it can't be that hard. Like, come on, guys. So no, I think it would be a lot of fun. That's always something that I want to do. Just like, like two classes a week, like the Tuesday, Thursday night class starts at like 
eight supposed to go to 11 we kind of get out of like 9 yeah we get a, i want to go home i want to go to sleep you let them out early exactly we'll have the thursday night football game on in the background so you there know you I'll, be, I'll be talking about sports betting because that's what i do so uh you know maybe we can we can have some lessons there but no i think uh, it's always something i wanted to do it sounds like you're doing a pretty darn good job at it as well and again just finding new ways to expand your is there anything on the horizon is there anything you're looking at or as you said you were kind of a year ahead on college esports is there anything you know maybe maybe don't lay all your cards down but is there anything you're kind of starting to navigate the waters in a little bit to be honest like i want to continue teaching i want to continue doing academia whether that's teaching k through 12 or even going and doing project management with different organizations to build that infrastructure for maybe after school programs or and i've done some of that with like futures first gaming um, and also esports scholar, but I'd like to to do more of it through my brand and kind of show it's it's I guess what inspires me is that in these conversations, whenever I'm teaching, um, we're on Discord and we allow the students to chat and just kind of, you know, if at any point you have questions or have comments, by all means, like type it in the chat, I'll get to it at some point in the lecture or, you know, go ahead and interrupt me like I'm here for you guys. Like, I wish I had this opportunity, right? I wish I had someone at that age, right? At y'all's age telling me, the things that I'm telling you guys. And I had one girl specifically say, wow. So like, I didn't know like girls can, can game professionally or like have room in media or entertainment or create content, you know, um, here there's groups, but it's mainly like for the boys and like those kind of conversations, like it makes me realize that I'm at least impacting someone. And that's what makes me happy to know that I'm at least touching one person in that lecture, I'm touching their life and they know that there's room for them in this in this industry. And so for me, I would like to continue doing more academia. I love hosting events. I love getting in front of the camera, even just doing this and podcasts and talking to people, sharing my story and inspiring others. That's the big part of, of my brand, but also showing people that you can do anything through the love for games, love for gaming and sports. I said this example to Alex before in many other podcasts, but it's like when you go to an NFL game or a baseball game, you are surrounded by so many people. You don't know where they come from. You don't know their background. You don't know anything about them, right? Unless you went with your friends and they take up the whole like section, but um, you don't know anything about them. But what you do know is that they have a love and a passion for that team in that game. And that's essentially what my platform is kind of built upon is that it doesn't matter what background you come from. It doesn't matter if you have an education or background or not, or if you had to start over in your twenties, like I did, <laughs> you know what I mean? There is room for you. True. You got to start over in your twenties. <laughs> I have to start over in my twenties. Then, you know, there is room for you in this industry. And I want to inspire people to follow their passions and not be so afraid of a failure. And I think that's what stops a lot of us. Um, whenever we are pursuing a new venture is that the fear of failure, right? But you just have mm -hmm. to start somewhere. And like I said, the world is the you did it again. I did it again. I'm telling I you, 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 you to start to do somewhere. something about it at this point. I apologize for, for breaking your <laughs> no, you're good. But basically, yeah, like I, I would hope to do more academic because I feel like that's where I see a lot of my impact too. I mean, obviously like the funny content entertainment that comes along the way too, but I, I would essentially love to um, be able to do it on a bigger platform. I think I mentioned to you, like, I'm not under an agency or under an organization. I do everything myself. So I wear many hats in the space. So whenever you ask me, like, how do I introduce you? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> multimedia personality host and digital creator. Because I, do, I know I'm an instructor. You know, mm -hmm. I'm an inspirational speaker, so to speak. I, you know, I, I do all sorts of stuff. And, and, 
And I just want to be able to continue expanding on that. I don't like limiting myself. So I'm always open for new opportunities. But academia is something that I've seen the most impact in. And being able to do it at the K through 12 level and collegiate level is is it's amazing. I love it. I think it's I'll bring fantastic. you along. I'll bring you along with me. Yeah, let me know. I'm here. I'm right on the other side of the screen. So don't yeah. worry. I'm, I'm here. I'm here to hang out. So I think one thing um, that I really will, uh, that I love about sports, and I think a lot of people love about sports, right? It's kind of a built in community. You made the analogy, right? You go to a, a, a football game, especially if it's a home team, and you're a fan of that home team. You guys are all friends. Like yeah. that's, that's easy. Like Our we're homies. all friends. Like you go, you go to baseball practice, like you become friends with those people because you are forced. You get the opportunity yeah. to be forced to hang out with those people for a long time. Right. So it's, it's just one of those things where there's a built in community. It sounds like you're really taking that to the next level because now it's on the internet. Now it's in your discord. Now it's in your, your Twitch chat, which we'll get to in a little bit. Now it's in your classes. Right. And I think that's really important because people then can feel that sense of community because we're all social creatures. Like, I don't care how introverted, extroverted you are. We are social creatures. That is yeah. kind of how it works. So whether, whether you like to be out there a lot, like me and you, or you don't, you're still looking for friends. Like I find it hard to believe you're not looking for any friends. So uh, I think that part is very important to building your brand on. And it seems like you're doing a great time, uh, a great job at it. Uh, just a couple more questions here that I I'm curious about. Yeah. So you, you spoke about that, that little girl for some reason, she didn't see anybody like her right on the internet, on TV. So she didn't think that something like this was possible. Women in gaming has been a huge, huge movement over the last couple of years, right? Especially with more and more female creators joining the space. How do you tackle this problem, which is much, much, much bigger than you, much, much, much bigger than just any single female in the space, but collectively it's something that can be tackled. How do you go about tackling it? As you said, just trying to affect one person at a minimum every day. Yeah, I think it all starts with having conversations, but now we're also at the point where conversation is no longer enough and it's more the actions that take place. And so whenever a prime example is whenever I am speaking to a brand or an organization, I want to make sure that when I collaborate with them, that it aligns with my missions and values, because if it doesn't, then it goes against everything that I believe in and everything that my community uh, stands for. And also what my audience comes to see every single day when they go on my Instagram, my Twitter, my Twitch, you know, I, I speak about these topics very heavily. And um, I think it's it's about the action. Um, I know there has been instances where at the corporate level, we see that it's not happening where women are given are, are treated fairly. And when you look at women of color, uh, you know, whether they're in the LGBTQ plus community too, like, we just don't get treated with the same respect. And so that's happened at the corporate level. And it's also happening at the player base level. And so right now, it's really about changing the dynamic and how people think. Um, a very good example that I have is I will stop my Twitch sometimes. I will be in the middle of a gameplay and I will stop playing to address a certain comment in my chat. And I know this sounds crazy because like, hello, we're in the middle of playing, but I feel like the conversations need to need to be need to be heard. And so I had a, a gentleman, for instance, who said that, oh, you're lucky you're in this position because you are a woman. And I don't think he knows much about society. <laughs> and then he was saying that, you know, um, what the reason why I have followers or my brand has done well in such a short period of time is because I am a woman. And so I literally stopped my gameplay. We were playing Call of Duty. And I said, hey, guys, I'm going to hide in this bush. 
cover me and they're like chica the gas is coming the gas is coming i was like i don't care i need to address this there'll be another game if i don't address it then it's just going to continue happening and i know there's people out here listening and there's young people listening and they need to understand that it's not about luck because i sit in this chair every single day and i go out and network also to build my brand there's so much blood sweat and tears that goes into my content and time that i put into it money that i put into it right um, and I want to p- make people know that it's not about luck. It's about working hard. And if you work towards those goals then you can be successful. Right. And so I had a conversation with him. I looked into the camera just like this. <laughs> I looked into the camera and I said, listen, when you say that women are lucky to be in the space, or you only mention my gender, you're basically saying that my role and my success in life, it's only because I am a woman. And then you're disregarding everything else that I have put into my brand, everything else that I have put into the projects that I put up for you guys, the giveaways, the contests, the, you know, the type of media entertainment that I put out for you guys every single day. So no, it's not about me being a woman. It's about me working hard and knowing what I want. And it shouldn't be about my gender. And, you know, that stopped the conversation very quickly because I got very serious. But it's it's about having these conversations and also having the action behind it. And there's times where I've broken it down to people and they're like, oh, Chica, how is it being in this industry? And it's like, well, guys, it's hard. Um, <laughs> it's hard. We know it's hard, but it's even harder when you're a woman because you don't get the same amount of respect. Right. And then you you don't get the same opportunities, but you have to work towards those. Oh, there goes my dog. So, um, Zoe. Um, so yeah, it's it's one of those things where I find myself having that conversation a lot and making sure that whatever I put out there, whether it's me speaking to someone on Twitch or a specific content, that it reflects, yes, entertainment, but that it also speaks to what I believe my brand represents. I think that's fantastic. One thing that I believe is luck does not exist. Um, I don't believe in luck. I believe in hard work. And people always hard say right, pla- right place, right time. Well, like, why were you there? Probably because you're working hard, right? You can't get you you can get more lucky out there networking, talking to people and creating more content than you can sitting on your couch. Yeah. Agree or disagree. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, I so I don't believe in in luck. I believe in creating your own luck and I don't believe in coincidences. Again, I believe in being in the right place at the right time for the right reasons. And that is what's going to get you there. Because if you put more hard work into something, you're gonna be surprised that there's more and more coincidences happening, yeah. which means they're not a coincidence. It means you're working harder and you're doing the right thing. So don't get me wrong. We've come a long way in the industry where we see women, um, for example, taking on roles. Like, for instance, we just now saw the first black woman in NFL as a referee. Right. And when I looked at these comments and I even shared it with Alex, when I looked at these comments, I was like, wow, these comments are basically saying because she's a woman, she, she you know, and because, flag. She's, and, she, like- and because she's black, she might not know the sport or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, dude, she's worked hard to get to where she's at. Can we, can we honor that? Can we respect yes. her aside from just like talking about her gender? And um, it, it, I looked at the comments, a majority of them just honed in on the fact that she was a woman and will she make the right plays? Will she make the right calls? Um, and it, it, it's just it, very, it's very it sad. It makes no sense to me. Like why, like specifically on this topic, like why, would a woman not be able to like make the call like her eyes work right like i don't think it has anything to do with her gender like can she see what's happening yeah, yes I, I okay no Who cares? Clue. it makes I, no sense to me i mean again i say that as you know a white 
upper middle class guy. Like, I, I mean, shit, man. What do I get? Yeah, you I'm know what? Fine, it's but. people like you that we need to also in this space. And and I'm thankful that you're open about it and you're you're taking that action and giving providing a platform for people to talk and discuss these these topics because I think it is important. Um, I was at the airport. I went to Philadelphia and Delaware for a trip. Worst to- place on planet Earth, Philadelphia. <laughs> Absolute worst place. Honestly, on worst airport in my life. <laughs> worst. Oh no, you haven't been to Newark then. No, no, no. Um. So I, I, I was sitting down. I was sitting down, and it's as you know, National Hispanic and Latino Heritage Month. And I was sitting down. I was drinking my coffee, and I had this gentleman sitting next to me. And we're both watching the news. And luckily, thank God, I had my mask because I was making faces the entire time. Because at on the news channel, they were saying, "Oh, that." Um, Latino and Hispanic women in media go so underrepresented. And the guy next to me was like, wow, can you believe this? And I'm sitting there like. <laughs> Do your eyes work? Do your eyes work? So sir? Like, at some point, I couldn't keep my mouth shut. At some point, I like look over and I was like, sir, excuse me, if you don't mind me asking, where are you from? And he told me somewhere. I Obviously, it's planet Earth. But I looked at him and I was like, oh, so you're from planet Earth. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. It's just, you just seem so surprised that, you know, black people and, and brown people and women go so underrepresented in media and sports. And he's like, uh, and I was like, no, no, it's okay. I just, I'm a little shooketh that you're shooketh, you know, that you, you don't, you don't grasp that. And it's so, it's, it's honestly, some people aren't aware. Some people aren't aware. And so then they question when they have someone like me walk into the room and I lay down the facts. You know what I mean? Uh, I go into a room sometimes and I have to, you know, like, let's say I'll pitch something. They'll, they'll, I'll tell somebody, yeah, I love video games. They're like, oh, can you name the artist of that? And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, but like it, it becomes a quiz. It becomes yeah. a quiz or, oh, I love football. Oh, can you name this football player on this team? And, da, da, da. and I'm like, do y'all do this with the guys? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, are we are we doing a quiz right now? And it's never like, oh, cool. Like, what are your favorite games or X, Y and Z? What do you do on your platform? It becomes a quiz sometimes. So I just thought that was so funny at the airport that there's some people that are literally shocked and do not see it sometimes. Or I don't know, maybe maybe he was legitimately dumb. I don't know. But like I he genuinely did not understand that we go so underrepresented in media and in sports and entertainment. Um, and that we don't always have like the lead role, so to speak. And so sometimes it does take just calling someone out on it. And but now I want to see action. And like I said, we've come a long way. You know, we see organizations now making Valorant, all women Valorant teams or giving women the opportunity to become part of, I don't know, the the back end of like projects and to be able to build projects from the ground up. And that's all fantastic and fine. But what I'm also seeing is that we are also making it to where women have their own thing and men have their own thing. And if we do truly want to make it in an inclusive space where there's diversity, there's that equity, the representation, then we should start really looking outside of just like, oh, women can have their own thing. Men can have their own thing. Right. Especially in gaming and esports, where, I mean, it's literally, there's no like barrier as far as like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I mean, look, diversity is extremely important. Yeah. And all the facts point to the more diverse you can have a group of people, the better ideas they come up with because they're coming the from different experiences, different skills. Like, yeah. it's, it's again, factual how corporations that, you know, make billions and billions of dollars a year know these know this information and then don't utilize it is just mind blowing to me because all they care about is making more money. 
So like, I just don't yeah. get it. Like they're corrupt. And, and I, I, Let them be I have these conversations and I, I think I even told you that, like, I know when I walk into meetings, sometimes I check that little checklist for people, mm-hmm. for businesses, you know, I'm a young woman. I can articulate myself very well. I have academic background. I, you know, I also represent a minority group. You know, I have an understanding of the gaming and esports industry. There's a lot of things that I bring to the table, but I literally emphasize and talk to these brands and I go, how many, what, what is the percentage of women in your industry? Have you, what, what, what roles do they have? Have you invested in women creators? If so, how many, and what do they look like? What is their background? Like, those are questions that I ask when I have these conversations, because if I work with brands that do not align with mine, then I'm like a phony, essentially. And in this world of social media and the world that we live in now, people, you can do 99 great, amazing things, right? But you make one mistake and people are going to remember you for that one mistake. And that's just the reality of it. And so I just want to make sure that, yes, everything that I do is calculated, right? But I also do things that come from the heart and what feels right. And that's mainly what I, you know, I consult with my mentors and things like that. But that's mainly how I navigate in this space is do what you think is right and always think about the legacy that you want to leave behind. So with that, I uh, don't really know the best way to ask this question, but as you said, you kind of, right. you check those boxes, <laughs> right? So this is, you know, we're all Delta card, uh, you know, hand, hand of cards, right? How do you make sure you're playing those cards correctly? And again, going back to being calculated, right? How are you making sure you're playing those cards when you know is a good time to play it and when is not a good time to play it. Does that make sense? Mm, kind of. So so like how do you do you reach out to brands and say like, hey, these are these are the boxes I checked. Let me come in and talk to you. Or do you oh, wait till okay. you get there and you're like, oh, by the way, I already checked oh, all no. these boxes. So let's move on. Like how well, how do you kind of play that? A lot of the brands do their research, right? Yeah, um my stuff is all public. You can you can see it out there. You type in Gretin Camacho or official Chica Gaming and it pops up on Google. Um, so a lot of brands do the research, but I'm also very, um, particular as far as how I navigate and connect with them. So I obviously send like an email and I also include media kits are very important. I also include references and if they need anything additional, I will include a reel. I would include my password, but majority of what has helped me in the space is when I work with the brand it's kind of like that word of mouth. Oh, hey, we worked with this person and she does a really great job. And that's why you have to navigate really well and do your 110% for every single project because people will remember that and they will throw your name into the into the conversation. And so at any point, I'll have an email and they're like, hey, we heard that you're doing this with Esports Scholar and your first session went really great. Would you be interested in holding um, a session here for X, Y, and Z? We have a lot of a lot of kids from underrepresented communities and we really think that they would look up to you. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And it's because they hear from a past project. So for me, because I don't have um, someone seeking out the talent for me and just bringing it to the table or making those deals for me, it's mainly myself having these conversations with these brands and the agents and the organizations. Uh, whereas, you know, some people would already have that representation. So I guess a lot of them know my background, but, you know, I also do my research. So if I, before I had send that email out, I look at what it is they're, they're needing or what it is I'm noticing about their brand or maybe the people that they have in place. And, you know, a lot of these places are looking to do DEI initiatives. So I go, Hey, this is what I can bring to the table. I speak Spanish. <laughs> you know hey. what I mean? Like just even little things like that. But yeah, like essentially I, I basically come prepared, uh, be prepared to pitch, be prepared to a lot of people are trying to get into this industry. So be prepared to pitch, have your media kit, have a reel, have those references that you can count on. So you can, you know, 
say, hey, I really need you to connect with these people really quick and and kind of show them and talk about my past work. That's very important. So just basically having good people in your in your corner and in your circle and making those uh, genuine, genuine relationships and, and um, business relationships, not just transactional. Yes, real relationships are always going to go significantly, significantly further. Gretchen, this is this is amazing. We're about out an hour. I got to let you go. I, I got to go eat dinner. Like I have Ooh, so many more questions. Yeah, right. I, I have quite I have more questions. Maybe we'll do a part two coming up um, because I, I love think a part these, two. Yeah, I think that would yeah. be pretty fun. We'll, we'll schedule out a part two because this was a lot of fun. But this is I, I really appreciate you coming on uh, sharing your story in the again, uh, this is business and sports, business and esports, whatever the hell you want to call it at this point. But I think it's it's really <laughs> important for people to understand where you come from, where a lot of different people come from and how they start. And again, your, your story really grabbed me. And then just again, how you've been able to build yourself over just a short period of time uh, and build your brand, I think is very important. Where can uh, in case people want to follow you or, or check out that brand that you're talking so highly of, where can they find it? <laughs> So you can go on Google and you can put official Chica Gaming and it should pop up all of my socials. Or if you want to go on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, the whole social media, essentially, you can find me on at I'm official Chica. I love it. Well, thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. Oh, my uh, God. You. Thank you for having me. Please. The pleasure is all mine. <laughs> this is my favorite thing I get to do. So you just let me have fun for an hour. So pretty easy. You gave me some of your time. It's the only thing we don't get more of. So I appreciate you for that as well and everyone listening. But other than that, Hope everyone has a great day. Yes, I hope everyone has a great day and has learned something today. Yes, learn something Start new every somewhere. day. I love it. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.